Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Buff Nation! Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Jake and RK here. I might go for... Third straight day of illegal pizza today. Three straight. Wow. I'm trying to think of like something else that sounds. And good you're for rocking lunch. the shirt. And I'm rocking the shirt. Oh, I can't go there. Why? That's like wearing the band's shirt to the concert. Wait, you can do that though. No, you can't. Why not? Well, it's I. You can do anything, but it's just frowned upon. Is it really? Yeah, it's like a. What better time to wear a band shirt than at their show? <laughs> I don't know, it's just like an unwritten rule of concert going. You don't wear the band shirt to the concert. Wow, I've been breaking a lot of rules then. Oh no, <laughs> you should wear like a um, a band that's like adjacent. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm a big alternate rock guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alternative rock. Um, but you don't want to give away like, oh, I'm a fanboy of Green Day. I guess, but like you're already there singing the songs and all that. Like you're already a fanboy. You bought concert tickets. It is funny. It would be like, oh, you can't wear a team's gear to the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, when you like watch old games, that's like one of the things that stands out to me is the crowd's always wearing like regular cr- like clothes. Like, yes. You like see really like old games. Yeah. Like you watch a Broncos game from like 1980s and there's like hardly any blue and orange in the stands. I know. Uh, when I went to the game in Leeds, I was like, oh, I got to get a jersey. Mm-hmm. And then I was surprised like not everyone was wearing jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Like some people were just like wearing a sweater. Right. Or just oh, like a red t-shirt or yeah, something. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of <laughs> odd. They wouldn't wear red there. That's of one course of the things not. I love about Leeds. They hate red just as much as we do. Love that. Why is that? Uh, Manchester United. Oh, uh, okay. I should have guessed. What's up, chat? How's everyone doing today? I assume everyone's uh, kind of seen the news that Pat McAfee just broke um, 30 minutes ago or yep. so. Coach Primes have emergency surgery on a blood clot in his groin. We'll get back to you, chat. Um, yeah, really scary <laughs> and just glad that they were able to find this and know that he has to have the surgery on it. Um, we're thinking of Coach Prime. Hope everything goes smooth. But, man, he has been through it mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, and, you know, who knows w- what the cause of all this is. But we do know one thing, which is that he has pushed his body to the absolute limits uh, at every phase of his life. And it's just scary. You know, it- it's such a reminder of our and not to get like morbid here but of our mortality like if coach prime can go through this anyone can for sure um i think it's worth saying though that he's in probably one of the best possible places he could be at cu with the facility right there 
I think it's second floor, just right under him. I mean, the guy can get checked out almost instantly, and I'm assuming this is how yep. this was probably discovered, too. Um, go ahead and show, throw up that video from the Pat McAfee show. This is him breaking the news. In just a second. You're good. No worries. Bear with us, guys. By the way, there's segment two. Vance says he's been going to metal and rock shows for over 40 years. He's never heard your rule. Okay, so let's get into this before. No, let's get. While you work on the video, just Google it. Just Google it. Is that a rule? And you'll just see plenty of things. Like everyone's like, oh, RK just made that up. No, I did not. Just Google. Can you wear a band shirt to their concert? And you'll see like there's 50 articles of people talking about this unwritten <laughs> rule. I will say I've worn plenty of the band shirts to a concert and I've never been told. Why are you wearing that band shirt? Yeah, because everyone looked over you and they're like, wow, what a noob. <laughs> oh, that's probably, I don't have, that's why I don't make friends at shows then. Huh? <laughs> no, I've done it too. I've done it too. Um, but eventually uh, the news got to me that you're not supposed to do that. Uh, do you have it, Alyssa? If not, no worries. Okay, go ahead. Throw it up. Serious news. And we got it because we're incredibly lucky to have Adam Pacman Jones uh, with us every single week. There is some news coming out of Colorado yeah. about Coach Prime, yep. Deion Sanders, and I want to make sure I get this right. You were talking directly to him. A blood clot has been found in his groin. Yes. And he has, like, emergency surgery happening tomorrow. Yep, 6 a.m. Hey, Coach, come on now. Peace and peace. We're pulling for you, Coach. We are pulling for you. This comes after, I think there was another surgery that was being talked about within the last couple of weeks. And what I find so incredible here is if you were to follow along uh, with the Instagram, his Instagram, Colorado Buffalo's Instagram, yep. or any other Instagram, mm -hmm. he's still coaching, still going, still working, what? still doing everything. It's like nothing is stopped. Yeah. And then you get some news like, oh, a big surgery is happening last week. And then that surgery kind of kind of disappeared from the conversation. And then this morning you say he's got a blood clot in his groin, has to have emergency surgery tomorrow. It's like, man, what all is going on with Dion, Coach Prime, while he's still trying to lead a hundred and some men, it is quite a time for him. And let please let him know that the entire football world is like, come on, Prime, we're, you got this. You're literally better than everything. But we also hope that he doesn't have to continue to go through shit and just kind of do his thing. I, I totally agree, man. I had a chance to talk to him this morning. Um, yeah. But he's up, up speaking. I, I said, man, I hope they don't have to cut off your dick. That's what yeah. I told him. Yeah. I said, bro, it would be bad if they have to cut off your dick, bro. Just cut the leg off. We are, uh, we are, we are such a childish operation. We're talking about emergency blood clot surgery, and uh -huh. everybody's mind, as soon as we heard it was in the groin, was like, what are the. Oh, shit. Of course, right. Pac Man had to take it there. Of course. Um, but seriously, on a serious note, just. All of our thoughts with Coach Prime, um, hoping that the emergency surgery is successful uh, and he can recover and get back to normal life as quickly as possible. Yep. Hopefully by the time we do this show tomorrow, we have good news that Coach Prime is just out of surgery and on the way to recovery. Yes. All right. Some recruiting news today. Also, just to show you the scope of how long this rule has been around. Oh, God. I Googled it. There's an article <laughs> about it from 2012 and uh -huh. one from 2023. So 10 years. Well, I mean, that's just the first two. Like, <laughs> it's just been around for that long. That's also, fair. I don't care if you do that for what it's worth. We're going to put this uh, to a Twitter poll. Fair enough. <laughs>
<laughs> um, recruiting news. Charles Lester III. We talked about him yesterday because him and Zakarl are teaming up. Yep. Um, he posted pictures at Michigan State in Mel Tucker's like car. Yesterday. Crazy, man. He said he was only taking... It wasn't an OV. Uh-huh. He said he was only taking four, but then he also said Georgia, not going there anymore. Well, and he he said like for personal reasons or something right. like that. They could mean he just has something going on this for weekend sure. and he'll go back there later. But uh, he said his commitment date for, I think, later in the month, right? Or later in July. So yep. we'll see. He wasn't the one that was uh, July 4th? No, that's Kylan Fox. Okay. We have that coming up too, um, but Charles Lester the Third is—he's uh, enjoying himself, taking the tour as he should. Absolutely, he's going to see the whole country by the end of this, probably, <laughs> um, and maybe back in Boulder too. Lamason Waller, do you remember him? Been to Boulder like five times. Oh, yeah. Twenty twenty-five guy said he's going to drop his top schools soon. I'd imagine it's. Pretty much a lock. We see a CU Ralphie logo on that list whenever it drops. Yes, sir. Um, so stay tuned for that. Joel Klatt, our guy. He went on... Whose show did he go on? He went on the Will Kane podcast and gave his expectations for this year. Um, remember in his sit-down with Coach, he was. that's where the stat came up, you know, lost by 29 average points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was explaining, you know... Four wins is a massive jump for any team in college football. His quote, I'm a Colorado alum. The expectation that they're going to be like gangbusters this first year is somewhat unrealistic. And the reason is because what I tried to explain to Coach Prime, a plus three or four in the win column is a drastic, drastic improvement for any team in the country, much less less a team that was 111 and lost by an average of 29 points. So if I offered you five and seven right now, are you happy? Well, am I happy? Yes. But I thought you were going to say, are you going to take it? Well, would uh, you? If you're saying you can go five and seven right now, no more, no less, mm-hmm. I'm, deni- I'm not taking that deal. Rolling the dice. I'm rolling the dice. Love to see it. Uh, it. It reminds me of the conversation we had on the Broncos pod the other day, which was, would you take nine and eight right now, knowing that that doesn't get into the playoffs? Right. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. You play for, to make the postseason. So I, I would rather take the chance of making the postseason. Um, than accept the five and seven. Would I be happy if they were five and seven? Yes. Um, I think I've said this before. I finally like nailed down my scale of what I what I want this year. To me, four wins is acceptable. Uh, it means marked improvement. Things are heading in the right direction. I don't think it it kills the recruiting momentum. And I also don't think it helps it. Um, five wins is good. That was a, a good season. Like, you, you, there's just nothing you can say turning back and saying that wasn't a good season. Six wins is an, uh, you know, a complete success. Complete success. Anything more than that, of course, is, is just a bonus. Um, but I'm with Joel to a point. I'm with Joel to a point. He says that three to four wins in college football is a massive improvement. It is with the team that you played with last season. Right. That, you know, we're using hundreds of years of context for that statement that three to four wins is a massive improvement. And that's usually like, oh, yeah, your juniors became seniors and they like grew up and, you know, became leaders. And then you had this big jump their final season. 
This is so different. It's completely and utterly unprecedented. It's an entirely new team. The record from last year literally means nothing. Mm -hmm. The only bearing that the that last year has on this season is that it's the reason why there's a whole new team. So yes, are we going to learn what happens when you have a whole new team? Yes. Um, we don't know what that what that looks like. Right. Like the entire team is new. We have no idea what that means. We've never seen it happen before. Yep. Um, so that is going to be a whole new precedent for how much you can improve a team in one year. That might end up being five, six, seven wins uh, that you can improve over one year if you redo the entire roster with an elite recruiter. Right. By the way, uh, talking about elite recruiters, you see Darius Darden box and Corey Phillips' picture yesterday? No. The whole recruiting staff, like up in the mountains near Boulder? Oh. Hashtag roster flippers. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Shout out to Saturday Neon. How's the spirit of the buffs today? Oh, let's find out. Oh, geez. There we go. Oh, oh she's strong. Glowing. Beautiful. Saturday Neon's a company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU. They're based out of Denver. They make these super sweet LED neon signs for 19 select schools, including Colorado. Many others. They're great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms, or your uh, basement, whatever. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 10% off your order today and free shipping for orders over $200. Also, shout out to Shador's number two. It's grilling season. Make sure you're prepared. Take on the grill with Shador's number two. It goes great on absolutely everything. Um, you can go to plbse.com. Use the code ALLCITY. You'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two. Any uh, Shador's number two experiments coming up? Ooh, I think I want to hit the grill today, although the weather doesn't look like it's going to be grill weather. Yeah. So we'll see. It was uh, last night was insane wild yes uh, i've never seen a storm like that at night in colorado you know we, we get some crazy storms maybe once or twice a year right but i've never seen it hit at night that was insane also um, hope everyone that was at red rocks is okay yes of course uh star miko's comment uh Alyssa, we'll talk about that all right um so there was an article that i came across on 247 sports Pac-12 football, ranking teams by returning starters and overall production in 2023. You gotta be last in that. Do you? Well, there it is. Colorado comes up last in this. Of course they do. That's a good thing. It is. But can you... How... These guys played football last year. Yes, but we're talking about returning, which means to the same team. But we can project a little bit, Oh, right? we can. I mean, I'm just saying, if, you're, if this is the premise you're going to make a rankings on... Colorado can't be anywhere but last. Um, Stanford was an 11th. They only have two more returning starters than Colorado. Wow. Two offensively, three on defense. Arizona State was at so 10. Wait, what are, our, what are the returning starters that they said? Um, Van Wells? I, I don't even know. They didn't oh, even did say. They didn't list it. Okay. I mean, the players they mentioned were Travis, Demoy Kennedy, Alton McCaskill, Jimmy Horn, and Derek McClendon. So zero of those guys are returning starters. Well, okay, they said two offensive. So Van Wells and... Tank? Tank, yeah. Defense, it says one. Trevor Woods. Trevor, yeah. Go like, after him. Yeah. <laughs> um, tenth is Arizona State, five and five on each side. 
Uh, Arizona State, eight on offense, or Arizona, eight on offense, three on defense. That offense is going to be tough this year. Washington State is six and five offense and defense. They're at six or eight. UCLA at seven. Only three returning starters on that offense, but seven defensively. Crazy. Cal actually has eight returning starters offensively and 10 defensively. I don't know if that's a good thing, though. Um, so Zion's saying, how can you rank a team that last that brings a 90% turnover rate? These people doing the rankings are just straight up haters. I think the 90% turnover rate is exactly why they're last. It's, if it's based on returning, like I said, there's no place they could be but last. The thing is, that shouldn't be interpreted as a bad thing. It should be interpreted as a good thing. Right. Um, but, you know, a lot of people talk about how returning production is a great metric for um, how teams will do in college football. Like, if you listen to handicappers, they'll say, like, you should bet the over on teams that return a lot of their production. Mm -hmm. The thing is, you have to have production to return. Right. The Buffs didn't have any. So they flipped the whole roster. They're going to end up last on any ranking that is about returning production. Um, so number one was Washington was seven and seven. Uh, USC had six offense, eight defense. They were at two. Then Oregon at three, five, and six. So with that being said, let's do our own Pac-12 power rankings, Ryan, where the Buffs won't be last. Okay. Based on what? Based on... Just the, the conference. Just the conference. Just okay. whoever you feel best about straight one to 12 right now. All right. We start at 12, and it's between Cal. Cal or Stanford. I'll go Cal. They're returning their quarterback. Stanford's not. Stanford has a new head coach. Cal does not. You're still <laughs> confident in that? I think those two things are both positives for Stanford. Wow. Okay. Um, although David Shaw was a good coach. Right. Uh, all right. Let's go Stanford last. Tanner McKee was a solid quarterback, too. Yeah, he was. He was. And, and David Shaw was a good, co good coach. So we'll go Stanford last. Any competition with Cal for next to last? I need a... You need a whole list? Yeah, I need a list. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think it's pretty clear that Cal is... I mean, they have some transfers. They have some guys. Jeremiah Hunter, the wide receiver, was a stud uh, recruit last year. Jaden Ott... We we'd know about him. He didn't do much against CU last year, but he's he was kind of a freshman phenom at times. Um, I'd probably pick Cal over Stanford just for the returning quarterback factor. Okay. Cal. Yeah, I mean, I would have had him last. So to me, they're definitely eleventh. Or I I originally had them last. You talked mm -hmm. me out of it. Um, next, so we kind of get into the start of the middle tier here. Mm -hmm. Our options, Arizona State, Arizona, Wazoo, UCLA. UCLA probably doesn't belong there either. This is tough. Um, all of these teams have returning production. They do. Um, so... Arizona State brings back that quarterback who had kind of a nice little run, right? But Board. they also brought in Drew Pine uh, from Notre Dame to compete, and they have Jaden Rashada, five-star right. quarterback. Arizona has my guy, JDL. Yep. Wait, didn't he get into trouble? Is he still there? He's okay, I think. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but they're also Arizona. 
Right. And they lost they, their whole like receiver room just got poached by the rest of the Pac-12. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, Washington State brings back Cam Ward, right? Yes. That's about it on that team, though. Um, they literally don't mention another name in that 247 Sports Washington State entry. All right. Let's go Washington State next. Wazoo. History would tell us this is correct. Um, yes, they are. I mean, they're one of the most like unpredictable teams in college football. Yeah, but at least since the Pac-12 has been a thing, they are generally around the bottom. They had like the Gardner Minshew years right. and a couple things, but even Luke then, Luke Falk. Yeah, Luke Falk. Yep. Um, Washington yes, State. Yes, yes. Um, on Washington State, I believe the game see you at Washington State this year is on a Friday night. Mm. Friday night in Pullman. Is it early or is it late in the season? It is second to last game. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. It gets cold there in the winter. Yep. Uh, and, the uh, 7.30 kickoff it's gonna, I their time. I promise you it's going to be like sleeting. That game is going to yeah. Yeah. That's a ter- the weather up there is terrible in the winter. It's rough. All right, so Wazoo at 10. Um, Arizona, Arizona State are probably in that next tier before we get to... I mean, I guess we could start throwing out Colorado now, too. Yeah, not for me. Um, I think I would go Arizona next. Okay. Does that default Arizona State right above them? Just want to make sure I don't miss anyone. Yes. All right. So we got Arizona 9, ASU 8. I'm not upset with it. I think I would switch them, though. Okay. Just because I know what I'm kind of getting in JDL. Yeah. I guess because I... uh, I don't know. Because I value transfers, ASU (laughs) got a lot of good ones. They did. That's fair. Seven, then, is it still too low for the buffs? So n- now I think the buffs enter the conversation. Um, and the main reason is because if you look at the teams that are left on the board, mm-hmm. all of them were good last season. Right. So you got to look at who, well, who's losing production. Um, and UCLA would, is a massive candidate for that. Only three returning starters on offense. And they have the the true freshman quarterback and uh, Kent State quarterback. Colin Schley, yes. That worries me for them. They do return seven defensive starters, though. Okay. Uh, Layatu Latu, the edge rusher, is one of the better edge rushers coming up this mm-hmm. year. Um, Oregon State, what's their situation? Oh, man. So Oregon State, um, of course, DJs where you start. And he was very, very inconsistent. I mean, the highs were tremendous. The yep. lows were downright awful at Clemson last the last two years. Um, but overall, as a team, I think last year they proved they can run the football, that they're not completely quarterback dependent. They have enough speed that you can just kind of get the ball in their hands. Defensively, I think they were solid enough, too. Uh, I think they took it to Utah, I believe, and it, that was a really close game. It may have been USC. I think it was USC, actually. Yeah, it was. They always play USC well, it feels like, when yeah. they have a, a decent team. What do you think? To me, it's down to 
UCLA or Oregon State here? Uh, I would. I like Oregon State more than. Okay. I mean, UCLA is just a wild card. It depends on if Dante Moore plays right away, the five-star quarterback. And then, I mean, new running back, they're going to have to... Wait, you said you like Oregon State better, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so UCLA. So here. UCLA. Sorry, Alyssa. Um, I just know kind of what I'm getting more so in Oregon State, even with the quarterback who's been so inconsistent, I feel like. Yeah, to me, it's a quarterback sport. Counting on a true freshman to come in and be your starting quarterback is yeah not great. And yep. if you start calling Schley, you definitely have a bottom half of the conference quarterback. Right. And to me, that gives you a bottom half of the conference team. That's fair enough. Um, UCLA is solid in the trenches, though, so, I mean, we'll see. Uh, then sixth was uh, Oregon State. You can Do go you want to go Oregon there. State there, or do you want to go CU here? Um, I'd probably go see you to be truthful. Then. Okay. I see. I'm, I'm cool with us being at six. Okay. Um, and the big thing is the unpredictability, right? They could easily be a top three team, I think. Um, but as it stands right now, we're talking power rankings. We don't have a lot of precedent to go off of here. Right. So put us in the top half of the conference. I think that's a good start. But here's the facts. They may have the best all-around player outside of Caleb Williams and Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Shador, who could easily enter the conversation. And we'll get to Utah. But Cam Rising, who knows if he's going to be ready to play to start the year. Yep. So that could mean Shador is already a top five, top four quarterback in this conference. Um, the trenches have been completely reworked. I mean, there's no room to go but up in those areas from last year. Offensive line was solid, I guess. Um, you get Sean Lewis, one of the best coaching staffs all around in the country. Do I need to keep going on? Well, and I think you're making the case for us to move him up to five. Okay. The question is just who do you put behind them? Oh, man. I don't know if I can, uh, I don't know if I can do it. Okay. okay. Would you? I or mean, would it be Oregon State? I, I don't trust DJ. Okay. And so that's for me like like I I think Shador is better than DJ. That's fair. And the where I'm having a, a hard time with is just I saw Oregon State put a system together and execute it really well last year. Right. And I'm so confident that Colorado's going to do that. Mm-hmm. But Oregon State has been setting this up for years. Yeah. That's They're just true. Keep bringing in guys that fit, guys that fit, guys that fit, guys that fit. And so that that's what has me thinking, okay, well, Colorado and Coach Prime might need a little more time to truly develop a team the way they want it to look. Right. The way that Oregon State has done that. Yes. And so that, to me, I guess it knocks me towards Oregon State at five. Okay. I mean, Damian Martinez at running back for Oregon State was one of the best young freshmen running backs last year. They got legitimate speed on the outside, too. Slade Bolden, yeah. all those guys. No, they're good. Like, you don't want to play them. Oh, yeah. But if DJ is bad, that can derail everything. He did have some moments, though. He did have some moments. Last you know? year, I believe, but against is Notre that, Dame. Is that 
him being surrounded by one of the best teams in the country? Like, does he get worse by putting a worse team around him? That's a fair point, too. Or does he get better by playing against worse defenses? I mean, that's... Even USC, who's going to be up there at the top, near the top, one of the worst like defenses of one of the better teams in the country, if yeah, that makes exactly. sense. Like You have Utah, who, who's going to be a beast. Right. I honestly think Colorado has a chance to be one of the best defenses in the, in the conference. And if that's the case, throw all of this out. Mm-hmm. But remember, we're talking about power rankings. Power rankings are all about movement. Yes. I think this is a good place for the Buffs to start with the expectation that they're going to move up over time. That's fair. Um, and kind of point of the point of the exercise as well. All right, so Oregon State at five. Then now we're getting to the very tippy top of the conference: um, Utah, Oregon, USC, Washington. Utah, Oregon, USC, Washington. Hmm. To me, it's down to Oregon or Washington here. Okay, I'd ha- I'd. I have a clear answer for that. It's Oregon for me. Okay, let's do it. Um, I mean, the brand kind of sells itself. They're able to recruit, of course. But in terms of, you know, we just talked about DJ being inconsistent. Bo Nix had a nice year last year. Mm -hmm. And I think he can play close to that level, but he's going to have, I think, not as clean of a year. I could definitely see. Yeah, he's definitely a candidate for that little, like, Backstep senior season that we see a lot uh, mm-hmm. in college football. Um, so then three. Would to that me, that's be Washington. Washington. Now the Cam Rising situation, right, throws a wrench in the gears here. Yeah, I've just seen it so much from Utah. I trust Utah. That's fair. Even if Cam Rising isn't their guy, I assume they have someone behind him who can execute the system, and the system doesn't ask a lot. Um, you know, this might be a little bit of a of a generous comparison, but it's like, remember when the Titans made the AFC Championship with right. Ryan Tannehill at quarterback? Yeah. They didn't ask him to do much. Mm-hmm. They asked him to hit the occasional deep ball against one-on-one coverage, and they asked him to hit crossing routes coming over the middle off play action. Yep. That's all, all you have to do at Utah as the quarterback. And so even if it's not Cam Rising, they'll have someone else who can do it. They're going to have a great defense. They're the most well-coached team in the conference to this point. To me, I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't want to change the rankings, but I just want to make the case for Washington and Michael Penix because... You love use of Michael Penix. You want to talk about a quarterback who doesn't have to just do what the system says, who can nail tight windows, who can go deep, who can improvise and run the ball too. And, I mean, he had his ACL injury two years ago. Cam's got mm-hmm. his this year. No, it's, it's fair. I just don't have enough evidence from the coaching staff that's okay that's valid i think and that's probably what gives utah the edge honestly is kyle yes. whittingham for oh sure. uh, that's that's all it is for me yeah it is same thing same reason i put oregon state above colorado the coaching staff has a system that they recruit to and they do it well yeah uh utah is just oregon state on steroids that's true so so then at the tip uh tip of the top here USC or Utah? Who are you going with? Um, USC. So Utah at number two, um, and then USC at the top. I still feel like the top four or five can be in any order. 
when I wouldn't be surprised either way at the end of the year, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Um, also, I know someone isn't coming in the comments telling me I'm not a Colorado fan. I <laughs> I know that's not happening right now. Um, you can say it. <laughs> it's not, not right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, of course it's serious. All right, USC at the top, Caleb Williams. I mean, best quarterback. If probably the best chance of a back-to-back -back Heisman winner since I don't know Adrian Peterson, Sam Bradford, like those teams. I don't know, Johnny Manziel, maybe I don't know. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, like they have the Heisman winner on their team. So there you go. Uh, receiving core is out of this world, even after losing Jordan Addison. I'm just so concerned about this defense from them. Look, is there anything I would like to see more than uh, the fall of Troy? <laughs> you know, like right. I, I want to see them suck this year. Right. Um, I, I hope everything goes wrong for USC. But this is power rankings. This is based off of information that we have. The information tells me they have the best quarterback in the country. Yeah. End of discussion, in my opinion. Like, football is a complex game. It also has by far the most important position in sports. And if you have the best player in the country at that position, it's going to carry you so much. It's why I keep talking about Colorado being so good this year. Yeah. Because I think Shador is that good um, that he can make an immediate impact and change the win total <laughs> on his own. Um, but, you know, that. I hope that I hope their defense is trash. And it's going to be I trash. I hope Kalen Williams <laughs> falls off, and I hope Colorado is better than all of these teams. That, that defense is why I think Colorado maybe not beat, but will absolutely compete against USC, mm -hmm. especially up here in Boulder. I mean, you just need to score if you're Colorado. I mean, well, just match them. And that's why I keep talking about this defense being the wild card of it all. I know Shador's going to have this offense humming. Right. I think Charles Kelly is going to have this defense humming. And if that's the case, they'll be able to compete with every team in the conference. Mm -hmm. And we'll be moving them up the, these rankings in short order. Absolutely. That was fun. We'll get back to this uh, maybe right before the season yep. or something. And I think most people understand this. Ho I hope so. There are times... When I get to put my fan hat on, which is most of the time on this podcast, right. there are times where I got to put the analyst hat on. Yep. That was an analyst conversation. <laughs> uh, take, on the, uh, take on the sun with gear built to last with our friends at Shady Rays. Premium polarized lenses, extremely durable frames, every single pair backed by lost and broken replacements. It's a beautiful day out here. Drop in the comments where you are. Let us know. Um, if you're rocking your Shady Rays, if you're here in Denver, you can shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall. Everywhere else, just go to ShadyRays.com. When you're there, use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And then shout out to Bacchus and Shanker. When you get hurt, hit up Bacchus and Shanker. If you need to sue, smash the two. They've been winning money for Colorado families for over 25 years. $1 billion, over $1 billion, actually. They got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. 
They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks, and can even help if you're injured at work. Smash the two, 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 to find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. There's a USC fan in the comments saying, mm. like, Caleb's going to tear us up. I just love that there's a U- like, we talk about a team, one of their fans is watching. I think that <laughs> tells us something good about ourselves. <laughs> That's a fair point for sure. Um, USC fans have been following Colorado pretty closely. I'll say that. USC has a trash fan base. I'll say it. <laughs> That's fair too. Same with UCLA. Fake fan base. A Twitter fan base is what they have. Yeah. It's the Pac-12 fan. That's a, one of the number one reasons why I'm cool with going back to the Big 12. There's actually some real fan bases in yep. that conference. Yeah. All right. Questions. <laughs> Jay's is asking who's faster out of us two. Probably Jake at um, this point in, in my career. I mean, I'm definitely not the athlete I used to be. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, I will say back when Adam and I did a podcast together, uh, we did a 100-yard dash uh-huh. to see who was oh faster. God. Why so long? <laughs> Great question. I was sore for weeks. Yeah, what the hell? Um, but I won. I won. That was uh, also when I was like 22. Damn. Way back then. Yep. <laughs> 100 yards? Like, why not just half the field? Why'd you guys do the whole field? <clears throat> I don't know. The, the big, I just remember it came down to like, he was a distance runner. And I was like, I think I can win in a sprint. So we tried to find something in between. Okay. <laughs> I was like, if we do a mile, you'll probably smoke me by minutes. Right, right. But 100 <sighs> yards, I can, I can get it done. I think I'd throw up at the thought of running 100 yards right now. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you made that run for your hole in one putt. How'd you feel, dude? That was 150 <laughs> yards, and I felt terrible. I I never thought about it until after I was done. I was like, "When's the last time I sprinted 150 yards?" Yeah. Long, long time ago. Um, was not enjoyable. Oh man, I need to get in better shape. That is for Same, damn sure. Though. Uh, King's asking, when will we get Bucky and Darius on? We've had Darius on. Probably get him back soon. Bucky knows that he has a all-time standing invite to this show if he ever decides he wants to be on. Uh, we'll get him. Miko, okay. Um, what was his name? We talked about him on the show yesterday. Um, I don't have it right now. (laughs) Bernard Causey, the three-star cornerback. Remember how I, we talked about him yesterday? I told you we have this commitment coming up. He already yeah. posted hashtag Scobuffs, yeah, yeah, buff yeah. emoji, posted the picture with Prime. And then at his commitment, he's like standing up in front of everyone, like takes off his sweater, and it's a CU thing. And he goes, hold on, one more. And then he goes to Ole Miss. Uh, I wouldn't say that's him trolling us. That's like a, the oldest trick in the book. It is. But uh, CU's been u- being used for some clout chasing here. That's for sure. That's for sure. But the put on one hat, switch it, put on another hat right. thing has been going on for for sure, for all forever. But it's just, I mean, we've seen Stacy Gage kind of did this too. He did the same thing. Posted the picture with Coach Prime. Next day, commits to UCF. UCF. How valuable is a recruit's picture with Coach Prime right now? That is worth like thousands of followers. Yeah, exactly. It does does instant numbers. 
just interesting. Uh, keep an eye out there for for some of these for things. Cloud chasing. Yeah. <laughs> Big TZ. When Coach Prime was away at JSU, Shador play Shador's play suffered. Will this be a distraction for him and others? We don't know, you know, what this recovery process looks like, any of that stuff yet. So I don't want to jump to any conclusions. Um, like I said off the top, I just hope it's a swift and easy recovery for Coach Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's a positive that when we say emergency surgery, it doesn't mean like he was rushed to the hospital. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a str- when you hear emergency surgery, that is a scary thing. Uh-huh. Um, but what, what what we do know is it's clear they found a problem, they identified it, and they said, okay, we got to go take care of this. Right. Not like we have to take care of this immediately or else. Um, so I think that's a positive. But I will say also, when that happened with Shador, that was in the middle of the season. Right. It's like a really rare thing. Um, it's actually weirdly happened multiple times with Broncos coaches uh, where they had to step away from the team in, mid- mm-hmm. in the middle of the season, John Fox and Gary Kubiak. Yep. But it's rare to see a coach leave the sidelines in the middle of the season. So I think that has a much greater impact. And again, hopefully Coach Prime gets this taken care of and is uh, and is good to go quickly. Um, but also, hopefully he takes the time to make sure that his body gets the chance to fully recover. Yeah. I mean, just what you said, this is June. I mean, if there's a time for Coach Prime to kind of get some health issues taken care of, it's now. Yep. Thinking of you, Coach, JS, RK can know how Jake wear the band's hat to the concert, or is that still too much? I'm not the one who made this rule. (laughs) You're enforcing it, though. I'm not enforcing it. I I guess the only thing I enforced it on was, oh, I can't go to Illegal Pizza today, which was a joke. Um I'm not enforcing the rule. I don't care what anyone does. Whatever makes you happy is what you should do. I was just bringing up the rule, which is a very well-documented rule. Just Google it. We'll put it to a Twitter poll. All right. We'll see. Uh, Angela, will Caleb be the only quarterback to try Travis and Cormani, or will he throw it underneath to protect his draft status? That'll be... I mean, if there's a quarterback that kind of has the... uh, the balls to do it, it's probably him or Penix for sure. No one's testing Travis. I mean, Cormani's going to, he's got those long arms, man. Yes. Uh, you have no choice but to test Cormani. Right. Or else you're just throwing to tight ends all day, which I'm sure some teams will do. Um, but I legitimately think Travis, Travis is going to want to play offense because he's going to be bored on defense. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to try him. I can't wait till the uh, when the season's over and we have the tra- uh, targets against Travis Hunter highlight. Yeah, and what that looks like. Remember the Jamar Chase against Pat Sertan oh, yeah. stat, like one catch for three yards yep. on six targets or something. That's mm-hmm. what everyone's gonna look like against Travis. Yep. Champ Bailey, two thousand six stats. Yeah. Or two thousand five or six. Well, two thousand six was the one where he put up big stats. I don't think Travis is gonna get the chance to put up big stats this That's year. That's true. Frank asking, will the Pac-12 have a playoff contender this year? Yeah, they'll have a playoff contender until USC inevitably chokes <laughs> like they always do. Right. Um, they'll lose to, like, Oregon State on a Friday night. Or CU on a yeah. Friday night. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, they'll have a playoff contender for a little while, but no, I don't think a Pac-12 team is going to the playoff this year. Probably not. Um, and be kind of fitting way for the Pac to go out if this is the last season of Pac-12 football. 
uh, USC choking. Well, that, but going <laughs> into the season with four or five teams who you're like, ah, you know, if things break the right way, they could win the conference, maybe one loss, and it's just not going to happen at all. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, Andres, I assume Cormani is on campus. How long does it take to get cleared so he can start practicing <laughs> with the team? Token Cormani question of the day. You want to know what my answer is? Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Larry, I will be glad when folks see Cormani on film so people can stop asking. You and me both, brother. You and us both. <laughs> uh, D. Lee, did you guys see the well-off yesterday showing the O-line versus D-line reps? D-line's different attitude and energy was definitely noticeable. Bishop Thomas is going to be a beast. Let's That's why he go. didn't show up on the uh, not talked about enough list yesterday. Exactly. We've been talking about him a lot. All it took was the first play of that uh, his huddle highlight tape. Yep. Just seeing him split out in the slot to know, okay, yes. there's something here. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was a good video. I've been uh, yearning for like a well-off banger. Yeah. Like a true banger. Totally. I mean, he's been putting out some good stuff. He has. There's just limited things to record right now. I know. It'll happen soon enough. I will say... I think Bill O'Boyle has an a, a, a series edge too, but Salson series edge is <laughs> rubbing off on that defensive line. Let's go, yep. I can't wait, man. All right, um, that's it. Anything else? No, I, I, I don't know how much I can keep talking about this defense, but I just like I think there's a chance that like TCU scores like 14 points, and everyone's just on notice from that moment on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Ray Evans says, have a spine and wear your shirt eating nachos today. Your reverse nachos today. Show your I face. I haven't had there. reverse nachos in a minute. Maybe that's how I uh, <laughs> justify going to Illegal Pete's for a third straight day. <laughs> there you go. There was a great clip on uh, Instagram that Bucky posted from the video of Bishop and Coach Prime. Just kind of, it may have been in the video or not. I can't remember. Mm, but okay. um, they were just like chatting it up. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Sco Buffs. Sco Buffs. Thinking of you, Coach Prime.